Jimmy. How are you? What, what do you got going? You okay? What are you doing? I'm trying to find a way to make a, a phone stand, but sometimes when I do this, it messes with the audio. So you oh, got to let me know. Yeah, we can't do that. Well, Can you hear me? Oh, you sound great. Thanks Hell for doing yeah. this, dude. Of course. Love talking baseball. Made a whole show about it. Yeah. Where does that air? I, I haven't heard about it. Mm, hour and a half talking okay. baseball. Oh, well, great. Okay. Yeah. It's only the number one podcast we got going in the sport, so people might want to tune in. So there you go. I also want to remind people that today's Instagram Live is presented to you by Fofo.com slash John Boy. Use the keyword John Boy15 to get 15% off your first order. You get really cool shirts like I've got this, the Pandemic Crew. You could get the cool straw hat that the Yankees haven't been using like a home run celebration like the Phillies have. But that's no, that's yeah, it's a Phillies hat only. Yeah, yeah, I like that look on you though. I like it turned up. That's good. Yeah, look, it's not, I feel like I need to do this tight too, and then I'm there. Yes. Well, don't do, don't tighten it too much because then your head might actually pop off. So let's okay. yeah, okay. All right, Boom. let's start. To, let's start to talking a little bit of baseball. Let's start with the trade market. Only five shopping days left out there, and Adam Frazier, the major league hits leader, is on his way from Pittsburgh to San Diego. For three minor leaguers, three prospects. Okay, so now you look at this lineup and you say to yourself, are there too many everyday position players of starting caliber on the Padres team with the addition of Frazier? No, there's never too many of that. Because as much as you don't want to say it, injuries happen and slumps happen. I, it, it's it's, it's going to be hard for them to navigate because I, I do believe that teams and players need a routine. Like mm -hmm. you need to know – when you're playing and where you're playing, something my Yankees struggle with. And I ask Kloofy all the time, like, isn't it good to know, like, you're in the three-hole and you're playing third every day and you don't have to think about it? Mm -hmm. And he says, yes. He's like, yeah, that is huge. And, I mean, every successful business person says, yes, it's like kind of decision fatigue and you just need to know where. So they need to set a pattern of sorts or hope something happens that they – it's not like, hey, Crone, you're playing first today. Oh, you're playing second today. Or – Reynolds can play left field, but then you have to shift a lot. So I hope they, I hope they have a formula that they tell the team and say, if it's this, it's this. If it's this, it's this. So there's some consistency in their mindset. But no, never, never a bad thing to have too many players, especially come postseason. And I love the balance they have now. I mean, they do. It's they right. Do. It's right, left, right, left, right, left, switch, switch. Okay, so a few things here. Um, the way I wrote it down, you've got six guys that are penciled into the lineup every day in my opinion it's Tatis Machado Grisham I love his defense I love his versatility in center Cronenworth Frazier and whomever is catching so that means in the National League with no DH you have two open spots for Pham Hosmer yeah. Myers and Profar now these yeah. are guys that have all been consistent starters throughout their career uh maybe with the exception of Profar who's kind of been moving around a little bit um so you have to explain to those guys. This is on Jason Tingler, right? To be able to sit down with those guys and explain how he's going to get enough at bats. That's the big yeah. thing here. Now I know I just read a Ken Rosenthal column that said Hosmer's on the trade block. Profar might be there as well. If that happens, then it kind of loosens things up a little bit. But you, to me, you got to have a guy like Tommy Pham in the lineup. I love the energy he brings. I love his mentality. He's uh, having he a good run. year. Yeah, he, you know, so – Hosmer's the tough one. I, I don't know how they're going to trade him. They have to eat a ton of money. And 
Right. I don't know why you trade him. I mean, if anything, you say, Haas, we need you to be a bench piece uh, the rest of the way, or we need you to be a platoon guy. And he's got five years and he's got a lot of money. And like next yeah. year, we'll see what happens. It's not like he's going to wean off playing time. There's injuries and there's, there's tons of stuff that happens throughout a season, but he also Hosmer's like on a heater right now. He's having a hell of a July. So I will see how they navigate. I think another guy might be on the move, but not a bad thing to have a lot of good players. They got four all-stars in the infield now. Right. Right. But to me though, the thing is, is that Frazier's a gold glove caliber second baseman. I know Cronenworth's been fantastic. I love his athleticism there, but man, I don't know if I want to move Frazier to the outfield where he's not as good a player as he is at second base. It's just, there's a lot of moving pieces that will actually make it fun uh, down the stretch. Speaking of trades, and one that hasn't happened yet, but Andy Martino, who uh, covers the Mets for SNY, said that the Mets and Nationals are talking about Max Scherzer. What percentage chance do you give Max Scherzer of landing in Queens by the end of the week? 20? Here's my thoughts on it. Here's my thoughts on it. Scherzer's owed forty million this year, so prorated probably twenty million for ten starts and playoff starts. Right, you're playing no twenty million for ten starts and some playoff starts is what you'd have to pay if you take on the remainder of his contract well, this season. Wait, is it? I always thought he got the deferred money. Didn't he sign the seven-year deal with Washington, but it was in reality a fifteen-year deal or something because he was mm. accepting deferred payments. Maybe I just looked it up. He's owed forty-two million, so I don't know how much the Mets would have to take on. Let's just call twelve cents. Then no money. Hey, no, my my thoughts are this: If you're a Nationals fan, I do believe in being nice to your fans in a way. And Scherzer won a World Series there, and he's their guy. And the Mets are their rival. Now, from a mm -hmm. Mets standpoint. You should overpay because DeGrom's future is in limbo. You have the division right now, and you have a really good vibe and just, like, atmosphere and culture, I think, on the field at least, for the first time where it's new ownership and, like, hey, maybe this is a new season. So and, and I think you can overpay if you're the Mets. But if you're the Nationals, you have to make them overpay with prospect capital, not just money. So I don't know. That's why I thought the Mets would have to take on a lot of money and, therefore, the capitals would be lower. And true, true half-season rentals are never that crazy of prospect capital deals. So I, I thought as an I think for the Nationals, like you, it's almost rude to your fan to trade him as a rental to a division rival when you're not going to get the number one of their uh, prospects or even a top five probably because you're really it's ten starts. So. If they can get a huge overpay for the Mets, and I think the Mets may be willing, I, I'd do it, but I, I wouldn't do it. Except that at the end of the year, Max Scherzer's a free agent, right? And by the way, if he's happy in Washington, he could go back. And let's remember the most important part of this puzzle. He has to agree to a trade. Yeah. He has to agree to a trade. So he's not just going to go anywhere. And people are like, well, he'll definitely go to St. Louis because that's where he's from. Max Scherzer reads the standings too, guys. Yeah, like, he wants to go to a win. available to his eyes as well. I, I don't think he's going to St. Louis just because he wanted to go pitch a few games in his by the team that originally drafted him. You know, hey, he team. might not want to go anywhere. I mean, he's got a ring. He might, hey, he told me this on the Rose Rotation because I asked him a couple months ago. I said, you want to win with the Nationals, but if things go sideways, would you consider waiving your no trade? And he goes, man, 
And I said, have you brought it up to your wife? Because they just had their third child. He said, I can't even go there. He said, we are, we're overwhelmed. We've got three young kids that are under five. We got a lot going on here. Yeah. I'm not, and people forget that part of it too. We saw Adam Jones say, I'm not, I, I'm staying in, in Baltimore. I've earned the right, right to say no to this. And right. I don't want to move my whole family. So he may not even want to go. But if I was the Nets, I, I'd make the Mets. If it's the Mets, I'd make them overpay. If it's, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. if it's totally. another NL team, Brewers, any of the West Coast teams, then, you know, and Scherzer wants to go, find a deal, that, find, find the best deal. But yeah. division rival in the same, like, neighborhood, I wouldn't do it. I, I would make Mets send a big, big prospect. All right. Good call. Uh, you mentioned the Brewers. By the way, uh, they just took the weekend series from the Chicago White Sox. In your opinion right now, where are the Brewers in the NL hierarchy? Where do you rank them? Fourth. Behind all the NL West teams? Yeah. And the reason why, those NL West teams have been playing each other all season, and the whole nation has been tuning in for these games because they feel like playoff games. They're going to right. the eighth. They're going to the ninth. Those three teams are going to be pretty tested uh, in high leverage, crazy intense back and forth battles where it's your best versus our best. And the Brewers haven't been doing that all season, but I love their pitching. I love their makeup as a team. I actually like their makeup uh, better than the Padres because I like their starting pitching better. I like their bullpen better. And that I think is the most, the biggest thing, you know, it's all about timely hits. No one, no one wins every world series game 15 to two. So, or 15 to 10, it's all about pitching and timely hits, but they just, haven't been as tested as those three teams. They also haven't been as good offensively. And that's mm -hmm. a major problem because this is, if you were to look at all the pitching staffs around baseball, the way they're put together, top heavy in the front of the rotation and dominant at the back end once Williams comes back from his injury, like they're probably the best baseball team to win short series. Mm -hmm. pitching -wise. The bats scare the hell out of me. They really do. For whatever reason, Christian Yelich has not rebounded to his 2019 no. performance at all. So now that leaves you with your your most ferocious bats in the lineup are Adamas, Wong. Like, I think they'll get those, some. I think they're. I think. I mean, it's a, it, it's a nice place to be trading for bats when everyone else is trading for wants arms. So it, it has to though. They have yeah. got to get at least one impact bat this week. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and I would rank them. Here's where I would rank them. I would rank them third. I think I'm actually going to rank them ahead of uh, one of the wild card teams from the NL West. I just can't figure out which one that's going to be yet. Fair. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. That's fair. There you go. All right. Um, Boston. Oh, God, do I have to bring this up? It's all good. I did therapy on talking Yanks yesterday. Good. All right. Boston won three or four from your guys, even though Herman took a no hitter into the eighth inning. You guys blew a four nothing lead. I had to get that out there. Sorry, boss. It's all good. With all that being said, we saw a really interesting piece of video with Alex Cora putting his arm around Kevin Ploiecki and getting in his face before he was pinch hitting and then drove in the tying run in the eighth inning. In your opinion, is the biggest difference between these two teams in the dugout at manager? I don't like saying just manager, but it's at decision makers. So like if, it, if it's one person, if it's a group of people, let's be honest, we don't know. Um, I think it's more than just one person. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Red Sox, I made a whole rant on it. I'm jealous of every way they run their club. 
They have consistency. They're they're four. They're top. They're one through four is every day. Like I was saying, they show every up. Day. They know I'm one. You're two. He's three. I'm four. You're five. And uh, and Corp makes the right moves. He's not a, scared to make the right moves. Like he brought in that pitcher. Um, I forget his name. Yaxel, I think Rios. He hit hit a guy and walked the bases loaded. Walked and hit the bases loaded. They only had a lefty up in the bullpen. And Giancarlo stands up, who's the best hitter against lefties of his lifetime, of like all baseball, his stats against lefties, like the best against lefties. And Cora said, fuck it. I need to bring that guy in. I don't care if he's a lefty. This guy clearly has nothing and made the switch, even though it wasn't beneficial. Boone had the same exact situation uh-huh. an inning later where it's clear Luizaga has nothing. Three batters, three hits, seven pitches, three hits. He only has a lefty up. And um, and they have a righty in the box, and he doesn't make the move. He doesn't yeah. bring Britain in. He leaves Luiz again for righty versus righty, and it's another hit. And then and then he brings. It's the worst managing I've seen. I, I rarely ever call out managing decisions because I think it's it's always just you know. You just nitpicking, and you're and you're playing totally. based on results. Totally. But there was that that move and even Boone second guessed himself in his post game press conference the whole time. It was like, you didn't think man, like, I don't think you activated your brain during all of this. Wow. Not, not having the infield in for a contact pitcher and the runner on third with no double play. Why I would know. you have the middle that infield in? One. And Boone even said like, yeah, thinking back, I probably should have had the infield in. It's like, oh. so, a few things here real quickly, because we do have to move on. I, I said this last week about closers. I'll say the same thing about managers. Most baseball fans can't stand their strategist in the dugout. They just can't. Like, if you were to say, are you happy with the way that your manager managed your, your team during a baseball game? Most fans would say no. They just wouldn't be happy about it. With that being said, I think I think Alex Cora is a rarity. Um, I think A.J. Hinch is a rarity. I think that Terry Francona has become a very good in-game manager. With the exception of that, there aren't a ton of guys where you're like, boy, that was right on point. Right on point. So, yeah, Alex, Alex Cora, in my opinion, can write his own check in Boston. I love the way he motivates his guys. People can say, oh, well, I'm going to take it back to the 2019 when he was coaching, or 2017 when he was coaching the Astros. That's fine. You can do that. If you're talking about right now, after coming back from the suspension, if I'm having a fantasy draft for managers, I'm taking him number one. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with it. He's got he's got one World Series. We'll get a couple more, but yeah, he's good. And 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 I re- I tried to read the lips on what he was saying to Plowecki, and I think because Britain's a sinkerball pitcher, I think he was giving him the old uh, knuckleball advice: if it's low, let it go; if it's high, put it in play. Because he it. says like you can read low and high when he's talking, and I think that's what he's saying: like we just need contact here. Runners on third, he just put it in play. So he he knew, but Boone and them didn't. All right, last Fury. one. Um, couple of one amazing defensive play this weekend with with George Springer making that diving play at City Field. Was that more eye opening than the Ramon Laureano attempted catch in Seattle where he hung on the wall, didn't quite get it? Eye-opening is the term here that I'll respond to because I think Loriano's was more eye-opening. I think if you show that to a fan that doesn't watch baseball at all, their eyes would be like, wait, what? Can you yeah. do that? That's legal? Right. Whereas the Springer play is just really, really good. And, and sometimes with diving plays, 
some of them are a product of a bad jump or a misread. So you have to make up for it, but it still mm. looks spectacular. This wasn't. George Springer got wow. a great beat on that ball. Yep. Every step was in the right direction. And I think, you know, he did every single thing right to make that play. It was just barely in his reach and he got to it. But Loriano is kind of fun. I mean, that's straight out of a movie. I loved it because he, he was hanging on the wall. It felt like for five seconds and he came oh. in this close to catching it and – I thought it was awesome. Most, I'm a, a Loriano guy. Sneaky impressed me too. He gave me his uh, batting gloves once. We we met him at the same time. Yeah, the, yeah. Eastern event. Sneaky impressive part about it is Loriano fights the urge to slam his glove on the ground after missing it. You can see him wind up and then he stops and he pauses and it's good discipline. I would have spiked it. All right, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media today? What's what's on the docket? We have talking baseball today at. Uh, we try to go at noon. I think we're always at like 1230 because we're always late. And then let me see. I got my big calendar over here. Uh, oh, no, Jake. Jake's going on vacation this week as well. So we're doing some. We do watch-ins where we watch commercials or old game shows or play oh, video games. So we're you. filming some of those. And then I am uh, super behind on breakdown. So sorry. Yeah. I don't have the office I'm at my new house yet. So I don't have an area to make them. This is a very busy time for you. Don't worry, the baby's a few months away. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> and I'm joining you tomorrow, taping tomorrow's Talking Baseball for Wednesday. For Wednesday, yes. Right. Yes. At 2 o'clock Eastern, right? I put it in the calendar, right? 2 o'clock Eastern, yes. We do Talking Yanks at noon and then Talking Baseball too. Uh Well, normally, and I texted you this weekend, that Rose Rotation would be coming out. You would have had a new episode to digest today. We had to push it a little bit because of a scheduling shoot with, with Dom Smith. So it's going to be Trevor May and Dom Smith. That's why I've got the... Mets hat over the shoulder there. So that's going to be coming out tomorrow. And then on Thursday, Lucas Giolito comes out as he gets ready to the Field of Dreams game against the New York Yankees. So i got a lot of fun stuff. And then tomorrow we have – I appreciate you filling in today for, for mm -hmm. Luke. You know, the guy, he lets me know on Saturday, like, uh, you know, I've got an emergency. I'm like, what's the emergency? I'm, I'm going to Cabo. Yeah, big emergency. Like, that's a real emergency there, pal. Um <laughs> So I have another special guest filling in tomorrow. It's a big-time surprise. That's all I can tell Ooh, you. Okay. Non-John non Boy Media employee. Wow. Okay. I'll tune in. I'm excited. Yeah. And finally, a lot of people have been asking me what hat I'm wearing in the chat. This is the Kalamazoo Growlers. They're a summer college baseball team. We'll leave the, uh, the link in our YouTube channel. And also, I've got the – they've got the Mac Daddies program there as well. I kind of like this. Look at this. The Mac Ooh, what do you have working? I have Hudson Valley Renegades and uh -huh. Gwinnett Stripers. Nice. Do you like this, though? This is the Mac Daddies. Have you ever seen a piece of mac and cheese carrying a fork? No, that's that like, looks good. I like how it's melting that, a little bit, too. Isn't that kind of taking a weapon to your own death? A little bit. Like, hand it over and eat me. Some people... Whenever I do, like, Q&As, people... You know, it's like, is a hot dog a sandwich or... Uh, right. Whatever... People always ask mac and cheese, fork or knife, too. But it's fork. Wait, fork or spoon? Fork or spoon, yeah. Well, what do you do? Fork. Yeah, that, that's not even a question. I know. That's what I am always like. Why is it? Who uses a spoon? I, I don't know. That's yeah, people point. always say ask that when I get it. So, Got it. Jimmy, it was great catching up, man. Good stuff today. You as well. I The gif of you at the Home Run Derby going glove to face and the hat flies off the back, I need to make it into a gif because it's – Yeah, we do. We, Yeah, we need to get that one out. Uh, <laughs> that's out. People are uh, enjoying that, right? 
Yeah, yeah, that's on the main channel right now, us at the Home Run Derby, which is just us having a blast. Yes. And then when's Lawn Games come out? Uh, Zach, today, Monday is Weekly Dumb Day. Zach, we, Jake and I sit in the room for 15 minutes, record it. He spends right. the next 12 hours editing it. And then Ooh. tomorrow he'll start the Lawn Games. So okay. Mondays are Zach's hell day. Everyone praise Zach. Dude, don't forget, we've got Blitzball out there. We've got our Home Run Derby and then Long Games coming out. A lot of good content. We had, and we had so much fun out there, man. I'm still paying for it. So yeah. Someone is trying to say it's pronounced GIF, not GIF. And it is pronounced GIF if right. you're a loser. Wow. I mean, That's if amazing. you just want to go around being soft, you can call it a GIF. <laughs> but it's a GIF. That's from Jimmy, guys. That's from the guy right there. That's from the top yeah. man. Yeah. All right, dude, have a great day. Stay out of trouble, all right? You, well, you as well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, bud.